On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Now, any visit by a sitting American president is undoubtedly a positive thing for Ireland, as we've mentioned uh, in the course of the programme. From strengthening our relationship, renewed calls for a return to government in the north and further peace to the general feel good feeling about the place. But do presidential visits have any tangible effect on the tourism sector? And can we expect a Biden bounce? Joining me now to discuss it all is Paul Kelly, who is CEO of Fudge Ireland. Paul, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Good afternoon, Andy. Now, Paul, the United States is the second largest source for tourism to the island of Ireland. What are the numbers are we looking at here? Yeah, uh, before uh, before COVID back in 2019, we had about 1.7 million visitors from the US. They would have been our second largest market in terms of inbound visitors, in visitor numbers, but it's our largest market in terms of revenue. So it's worth about 27% of the tourism revenue in total back in uh, back in 2019. And uh, that's, I suppose, because American visitors, they tend to uh, to stay for longer and spend more once they've, once they've come to Ireland. And they travel around, all around the country quite a bit. Uh, so they're, they're really important, uh, a really important source market for us. And, uh, you know, and we've, we've got good positive momentum uh, from the back end of last year and into early parts of this year. We've seen, you know, strong recovery in, uh, in visitors from the U.S. So, you know, it's great, great to see that momentum. A lot of work going on to rebuild that, uh, both by our colleagues in Tourism Ireland uh, and ourselves here in Fulch Ireland at home with the work we're doing. So lots of lots of great work on going to build that, to, to build back uh, our, our, our really important American market. And of course, uh, the, the visit of, of, uh, of President Biden is going to be a big help to that. We had, I think, about 300 travelling media uh, so images of you know the the, the stunning uh, the stunning images from Ballina, uh the beautiful Carlingford Castle, of course uh, the sunny morning we got in Oris and Ucaron and uh, Phoenix Park and Dublin Castle, you know all of those important uh, important tourist uh, um, locations and. Uh, and great to see them getting coverage uh, all around the world. Absolutely. Now, there was lots of suggestions um, from the delegation that this was a trade mission as well as a, as a presidential visit. Did you meet with any of your counterparts uh, from the US? And do you think that, uh, you know, visits like this can help you and your team in Fulcher Ireland to sort of make connections that you wouldn't have otherwise made? Uh, specifically on, on this visit, we, we didn't meet uh, any of our, uh, you know, any, any particular counterparts from the US on, on, on this visit. But, you know, in terms of, I mean, that, that wouldn't normally be how it would how it would work within the tourism space, to be honest, Mandy. But, we, like, just for example, next week now we have, uh, we have 85 uh, journalists and editors from the top, uh, top, US, um, uh, top US travel and tourism uh, industry over in Ashford Castle for what's called the Travel Classics. So, you know, we, we've, got, um, we've got ongoing huge engagement across uh, across kind of uh, all of all of the contacts we, we had we've had um, an ongoing range of uh, our colleagues in tourism Ireland would organize an ongoing range of things sales missions etc so it's more how we leverage off the back of off the back of this visit now is uh, is the key thing for us. Mm. Now, it's obviously too early to say if we're going to get a bounce from Biden's visit this time, but do you have any way of tracking or any numbers that relate to other presidential visits like the one of President Obama in 2011? It's it's very hard to isolate out individual uh, you know individual impacts when you when you're looking at the totality of of the of what's going on at the time. So for example, at the moment 
you know, we have a strong, uh, the, the exchange rate between the dollar and the euro is quite is quite conducive to positive inbound visits from America. So lots of factors go on that impact that. But but already I've seen some numbers from uh, from up around uh, from up around the Loud area that have shown some uh, some really positive, uh, you know, some stunning numbers in terms of social media coverage, in terms of visits to websites, etc. So we we are we do track all of that digitally. And we are already beginning to see, you know, in terms of increased interest in uh, in different areas uh, through through various digital channels, and, and we're beginning to see, you know, increased visits to websites, etc. And that that will all help um, as we, uh, as you know, in terms of, and some of that will convert to to bookings and visits. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'd we'd all hope that that's the case. And when when you look at the present Biden visit, um, and indeed a lot of Americans who come here seem to be, you know, um, not obsessed with, but definitely more than interested in their ancestry. Is this something that you've noticed from American visitors in particular? Yes, it is. It is. A, it is a growing trend, and uh, you know, in terms of we've got uh, you know increase in enhanced services in that area. Uh, you know, in particular, I suppose the Irish Immigration Museum. Uh, Epic in Dublin has got an excellent genealogy service, and they're seeing where they're seeing real growth in the interest in that. And, and interestingly, one of the, the the things that we're beginning to see is people are tracing their genealogy and understanding what parts of Ireland their family originated from, and then they're designing tours around that. Now it's still relatively small numbers, but it's it's really interesting business. And and, and what it does is it brings people into towns and villages that wouldn't normally be on the classic kind of you know. Um, uh, Killarney, Kilkenny, Cliffs of Moher, Galway tourist trail. It's bringing people into 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 other areas. Small numbers still, but but it is, but but it's valuable to those areas to uh, to to, uh, to see that those kind of tours been built around been built around family history. Absolutely, and even you mentioned Ballina there. I had a lot of people texting me on Friday night. You know about you know Irish people texting that. Ballina is something to check out. So, as you say, just bringing people off the beaten track a little bit more uh, is is something that we all should maybe we look at. Um, Paul, I just wanted to ask you a little bit um, from the tourism perspective on a wider scale. If we did get a Biden bounce this summer, like, are we going to have the capacity to deal with more tourists? And how is the the room situation looking like within the tourism sector for 2023? I know a lot of people concerned about the number of hotels, uh, particularly in rural areas, who have been housing uh, Ukrainian refugees and whether or not we're actually going to have accommodation for tourism and the benefits, of course, that that brings to the area, not just the hotel rooms. Yeah, first of all, I'll come to that in a second, Matty. Just, just with regards to the people texting you about Ballina, I highly recommend that North Mayo area. There's some beautiful coastline. There's Dan Patrick Head up there. And there's, we've recently re, uh, uh, refurbished and reinvested in the Cage of Fields. And that's a wonderful, a wonderful, uh, interesting uh, experience up in the Cage of Fields. So, so I'd encourage anyone thinking of going to Ballina, actually, to go to North Mayo. There's lots more to see and do up there, and, and as, as well as the beautiful town of Ballina. So, uh, certainly, I'd encourage people to, to 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 get up there. It's it's one of those undiscovered corners of Ireland, really. Uh, so I just I think it's, it's hopefully this will this will give it a this will give it the, the boost it deserves domestically as well. Um, in terms of come back to your question about the capacity, yeah, look, I mean that is our biggest challenge this summer is the um, uh, is the hotel capacity that we're going to have. We've got about thirty percent of the tourism accommodation outside Dublin not available to tourism. Uh, because of its, its use for humanitarian purposes, um, so and you know that I think that that is certainly going to hold us back. We are hearing from tour operators 
and others that, you know, in terms of people are who want to come to Ireland just can't come because they can't get the accommodation and they're going to other places. So that's what that always those kills you turning business mm. away. Um but um but that's that is look that is that is the position we're in. Uh it is an unfortunate consequences of, of, of the horrific Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh you know and um you know but but it, you know in terms of and it is important that, that Ireland is a welcoming nation and we welcome uh, and, and give shelter to those people that desperately need it. But I suppose it's it's about how can that be done uh, in a balanced way, as you know, in terms of uh, because you know this problem, I suppose, isn't going to go away anytime soon. So it is thinking about you know in terms of how how can that be managed best over time. And I know there's lots of people working on alternative uh, alternatives for, for for that. But look, we we are facing into that challenge, and that will be a real challenge. The accommodation sector, obviously, you know, financially, they will be fine because they're they're either you know either housing tourists or housing uh, housing others, and and they're 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 getting you know they're they're getting paid either way. But it's it's the other businesses that are really going to suffer yeah. in terms of the, you know if the visitors aren't in the town, then there won't be people eating in restaurants, there won't be people going to visitor attractions, there won't be as many people taking part in activities, etc. So it, it is those it is those businesses that. Um, uh, you know, in terms of that, that it could be in for in, in some of those areas where a high proportion of the tourism accommodation isn't available, they're going to be the ones that are that are going to you know they're going to face into. Yeah, and and obviously, obviously, nobody wants that to happen because if we have tourists who want to come to Ireland, which the first thing we'd like to do is accommodate them. And one of the ways that can supplement, I suppose, hotel accommodation is through Airbnbs. What's happening on that front? I see a story in the the business section of the Sunday Independent today about that, um, and prospect of legislation coming in and the EU overruling that. What's the situation there for people who want to actually provide Airbnb now? Yeah, so <clears throat> it's, it's a little bit in limbo, to be honest, Manny, so it's where, where it is at, at the moment. I mean, so it's still operating as, as, as it has operated in, in, in the past at the moment. Uh, under Housing for All, uh, there was proposed new legislation um, that we worked with our own department and Department of Housing on. And uh, to uh, to require people who are who are providing tourism accommodation to register, mm. um, and uh, you know we've been we've been busy building the register and making sure that system is is, is all ready to go, uh, which it pretty much is. Um, but in terms of uh, the the European Union have um, have requested that uh, that there's that there's a pause put on that, uh, and that's because they're developing their own um, their own proposals in this area at the European level. And they just need to see how um, how that's been worked through. So we're still working through the implications of that feedback that came back from uh, came back from the European Union there in in the last couple of weeks uh, to understand what what that means. But it is, and I think everyone agrees that it is important that there is a register for anyone offering uh, tourism accommodation. Uh, you know, in terms of that, that that is that is now certainly best practice all around the world. Um, and uh, you know, markets are moving towards different different countries are moving towards that at different paces. But you know, it, it, it is important that there is visibility, and it is important then that in terms of that there is appropriate planning permission in place. Um, uh, because you know, in terms of if something was was built for residential purposes, and there's neighbours there who are residential neighbours, then you got to ask the question: Is that appropriate to be used for? Uh, you know, for short-term tourism letting, which is a different kind of business. So, um, you know, so it is, so and the register yeah. will, will help give visibility to help ensure that uh, that that appropriate properties 
that are for tourists do, do have do have the appropriate planning permission. Well, look, yeah, hopefully we get uh, absolute clarity on that in the weeks ahead. Paul, you've had a very busy couple of months, the St. Patrick's Day Festival and now a presidential visit. Uh, but thank you for taking the time to be with us this morning. Let's hope you have a bumper summer ahead for Irish tourism. That was Paul Kelly, CEO of Vulture Ireland. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.